In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink, with me all the way from across the pond, the ghost finder general himself, the most haunted Richard Felix. Good afternoon and good evening. Hey, that's right, it is evening here. I always get that message. It's up. evening. It's evening. It's a very nice, very pleasant sunny evening here. It's eight o'clock uh, at night, and uh, yeah, everything's ticky boo. Um, are you well? I am well. Uh, lots of activity going on, lots of stuff happening, but yeah, I am well, I guess. Good. Good. For, for an old man, message. you know what I mean? Oh, you well. No, listen, if you're an old man, I don't know what I am, my friend. But they have <laughs> my poor old wife. My poor old wife reached the grand old age of, of 60 uh, at the weekend, uh, hence the fact I wasn't, I wasn't on last week because I went, took her to Austria. So you went to the continent? Yeah, went to the continent um, and never saw a ghost. Damn. Now then, it's a shame, isn't it? I went to visit her, um, well, a couple of haunted, what I thought might have, might have been haunted locations, mm-hmm. um, including a, a huge castle, a schloss, as they call them, but, um, and I, oh, yeah. I actually mentioned... Slosh is, supposed to, Slosh is supposed to be haunted. It's supposed to be extremely haunted, in fact. Really? Yes. Well, I said, no, sorry, I, I think they've got lots of Schlosses, because <laughs> a Schloss is a castle, I think. Oh, that's true, in, in, that's in true. Yes, yes, yes. That's right, right, isn't it? So Schloss, Schloss, and Schloss. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's rather interesting. That you, I'll, tell, I'll tell you a little story. Um, I asked them um, if they uh, had any ghosts, and they said... Ghosts of the English. Ghosts of the English. Really? Yeah. Now then. Oh, bloody. What about that? Never mind. Yeah, that's, that's their opinion. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. But, I mean, hang on. The word Geist uh, is German. G-E-I-S-T, isn't it? You know, poltergeist, right. noisy spirit. Um, I don't know. I don't know where they're coming from. But uh, anyway, we have a new addition to our family here. You do? We you have never called... told me. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we got when we got home from from our trip yesterday, um, our youngest son William has brought Julia a pig. <laughs> oh, called Bloodwin. Does it fly? Bloodwin pig? No, <laughs> she's ten weeks old. Oh, and, that's uh, so uh, so. Uh, oh, she, it's wonderful. Different. She thinks she's a dog. She really? plays with the dogs. 
Plays with the dogs, yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely remember, amazing. They used to have that uh, movie out a while ago, Babe, there, from that Babe. guy in Australia or something, right? Yeah, yeah, I loved it, loved that. It really was a fabulous film. We watched it a few times. Um, Julie, we've, always, we've, we've had many things here at the farm, including, oh dear, goats and sheep and, and chickens and ducks and everything else, but we've never had a pig, and now we have. Mm. Uh, and she's lovely. She's really friendly. So she but, won't end up as bacon. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, quite is. So that was Julia's birthday present. Well, <laughs> well it was pig. That was yeah, the pig, yeah. And, okay. uh, and the, trip, the trip to Austria. So, uh, there you go. So, but, have you got anything ghostly and exciting to tell me? Well, actually, we have a couple of things in the news I was going to talk about. And, All right. Uh, yeah, this uh, Perry, uh, the Perry City uh, City Council uh, uh, had a meeting to discuss the fiscal budget, but there was also a group that called themselves the Peach State Paranormal Investigative Team, so I would assume it would be Georgia, and they are based in, uh, uh, oh, they wanted to, uh, oh, check this out. They claim that this cemetery called Evergreen Cemetery is haunted, and they have photographic and electronic phenomena evidence from the yes. grave sites. So they decided, well, they, they went in front of the, the council saying, well, if you let us uh, do our little investigating there, we will clean up the and repair the grave sites at the cemetery. What a smashing idea. Uh, yeah. The request, yes. uh, the request elicited more than a few chuckles from the council, and most of the members seemed uh, amendable to the grant and the organization, the request, providing the city oversees the labor. Um, yes. But there were a few who said, I would not feel comfortable in turning our cemetery into an exhibit hall. Uh, that was the, uh, the city manager, Lee Gilmore. The council, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. But what do you think? But, well, surely a, a cemetery is a, d a display area anyway. Well, well people... People go into graveyards. Eh, eh, I mean, come off it, guys. People go into graveyards to talk to their loved ones who have passed on. Um, and and surely, if they if they because let's face it, they do it. You know, I I do it. I I go talk to my dad. Um, you do. And uh, yeah. Uh, and um, what's the difference between? In other in other words, am I talking to a gravestone? Uh, and a, a shell that, that is six feet under the ground, or am I talking to what I believe is the spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it, of my father, which is all around? What's the difference? So, well, you know, they're, they're not doing, I don't think, anything different. Um, and I, I think the fact that they, you know, offered to clean up the place and do it. Not a problem. People want... Oh, what about people that go into a graveyard because a famous person's buried there? Um, right. Same thing. It's, it's a tourist attraction. Um, Winston Churchill. Right? How many visitors you know, that go to... Wherever it is. Blenheim Palace and, and, and up the road where, 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 where Winston Churchill go to see the grave of Winston Churchill. Um... Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not going there because um, they're mourning Winston Churchill or because they want to take some flowers. They're just going to see the gravestone and, and where the great man's buried. I don't think there's any difference, you know, personally. You know that, uh, that tomb of the unknown soldier in the, in the UK there and yes, in England? Yes. Now, do you know the story behind that? Um, 
Well, it, it, obviously, um, it was a, you know, a soldier um, from the First World War who had... Uh, nobody knew who he was. He, they, they, obviously, they, part, parts of him were found, but there was no, um, as far as I know, no, no regiment. You know, in other words, he was probably blown, to, blown up and they found part pieces. No, no um, dog tag, as not, I think you call it. Not exactly correct. Come on, then. As it turns out, uh, when they built that memorial... Which is yes. in, uh, it's in the palace, right? It's in, what's the name no, of the Westmin- Westminster Abbey. Westminster Abbey, okay, right. Yeah, uh, yep. and, and by the way, it's, it's one of the most visited uh, unknown graves in the world. There um, you are, yes. Uh, but what, when they built it, they actually uh, dug up four graves in France. Yes. And they, they brought the coffins forward and... Uh, they had, uh, I forget who the general was, but uh, he actually selected them. And that one out of the four got to be buried there, and the other three were reinterned in France. Really? But I presume presume that obviously they were four... Oh, they were unknown. Yeah, definitely unknown. Yeah, no dog tags, no regimental right. marking, do you know what I mean? That sort of thing. So right. yeah, they, I, they weren't really blown to bliss. They just, just were unidentified. Just nobody... Right. Yeah, nobody knew who they were. They hadn't obviously no dog tags um, around their necks. Yeah, and the and the grave itself, the uh, in Westminster area, is supposed to be haunted as well. Correct, sir. And I have actually, would you believe, uh, done that on a on a DVD uh, of you Ghosts did. of Haunted, Lon- haunted London. Um, and I actually went into uh, Westminster Abbey uh, and got thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> so what else uh, is there, right? <laughs> because you're not supposed to do that unless... Uh, but but I was actually doing the story of the, the ghost. Yes, there's a ghost of a soldier um, often been seen very, very close to to the grave. Um, whether it is the ghost of that unknown soldier, mm, I don't know. Nobody knows that, of course, because um, he's never as such made contact with anybody to let, let them know who he is. But uh, I, I have... Um, but again, look at the number of people that visit. Uh, number a, a visit Westminster Abbey, see the grave of the unknown soldier, mm-hmm. and, and I would imagine that there are probably one or two people that visit because there is a ghost story. Well, could be very well possible. Grave. I mean, I know that one of the uh, girls in the, uh, the uh, Pararex chat room was saying that uh, uh, wouldn't it be more uh, of paying respect by visiting the, the, or is it just another stop on the tour? You know, that's the kind of thing. Is, is it a cemetery? Uh, you know, is it more of a playground now or an amusement park? Or is it, uh, you know, really a place where people go to pay their respects to the dead? Yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from. Um, I, think, I think that I personally, and, I, and I'm one of these, I, I want burying. Um, I don't want to be cremated. I, I want really? six foot. Oh yeah, so I want six feet of English earth, uh, <laughs> uh, an oak tree over the, somewhere over the grave, and I want you know I want to be buried and, hmm. and a gravestone, of course. And I I would be very very well. I would be very what's the word I'm looking for? Welcoming uh, and ha- happy. The more people that came and visited my grave, rather than saying this is a private place. For my for my family and friends to come and say hello, goodbye, or anything else to me, and I would I would be very that's that's why you have your name on it. 
so that people that visit the gravestone read it and look at it and realize that it's you. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not being funny. You know, you know if it was your family, well, you don't need a gravestone. Right. Because they, they know where you're buried. So well, you know, visit. originally a lot of the families would have their own plots on their own property. Oh, oh very much so. Yes, very yeah. m- more so in America. Uh, I, I, I presume, obviously, I don't know, because, because we are talking of um, what's a, a wilderness, for want of a better word, um, where, where people obviously built built their own um, farms, and, and you know, would be miles and miles and miles and miles uh, to a town. And you're right; they they had their own they had their own plots, didn't they, near, right. near the farm or, or or what have you. Um, right. Which is a, a different, but again, you know what I'm saying is that you don't, you know, if your family know where you are, mm-hmm. um, what's the point in having a gravestone? The reason you have a gravestone is for visitors <laughs> to come. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, you agree, but, really. You know, so so I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I, I don't mean that we should be making uh, them into a theme park or anything like that. And I know, I know where it's coming from. I know what it's all about. It's basically this business of ghosts and the church. And, and, and people are thinking that it's disrespectful to um, go ghost hunting, for want of a better word, uh, especially uh, especially if people are charging. Uh, oh, absolutely! You know, like, like we do, uh, like we do, you know, on a paranormal investigation. Uh, if we're doing it in a graveyard, then we're obviously charging. But even so, we don't, I don't. You see, it's not something that we do very much over here. Uh, no. I, I've, I think I've said this to you before when we've had people talking about graveyards. It, it, it's something that I have never done. Um, and, and I don't know many people in, in Great Britain that are allowed... You know, I don't, we're not allowed to do it, is what I'm really saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, so in other words, funnily enough, I, I wouldn't say we have more respect or anything silly like that, but I just it's something that, that we look upon still probably as taboo. Um, to go ghost hunting. And of course, the big one for me, Ron, is that, you see, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I believe that the last place on earth to be haunted is a graveyard. Yeah, I, I kind of agree all... with you on that myself. I, I think that you're, you have a better chance of finding a spirit or a ghost somewhere else than you do in a graveyard. But then again, you know, who knows but, for sure? A lot of yeah, people are the opposite. But, but I mean, remember that, that, that it's, full of, it's full of dead people. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the scary part about it, which is, which is again, uh, the, wrong, the wrong way to look at, at, at doing something in the graveyard, you know, because they're, 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 as far as we know, not going to start rising from the graves and, and, and trying to get us and, and chase us out of the graveyards in, in the middle of the night. Um, but for me, um, you know, all that's in a graveyard is the shell of, of, some, of, of what once contained the energy uh, the spirit and the soul and everything else, the, the ego, the consciousness of of a person which is no longer there. And I also would say is what what self-respecting ghost would really want, want to spend the rest of its days wandering around a cold, dark, damp graveyard um, when there are nice warm houses and pubs and restaurants and castles and places to haunt instead? Um well, how, do you know, how do you even know a ghost can feel heat or cold? I bet, I bet it can't. I bet but it again, can't. It, it's not a particular... And of course, remember this. that I mean, I, you see, I, I believe that, that a lot of ghosts, most ghosts, if you are territorial. Um, and I believe that they, they haunt 
where they died. I think they haunt where they lived. I think they haunt where they loved. Um, and again, I <laughs> can't see why they'd want to uh, be, be in a graveyard. Uh, unless, of course, there's something that caused the haunting in the graveyard. And that, of course, is a trauma, a tragedy, a death in the graveyard. So, in other words, someone was raped and murdered in the graveyard. And then I think the graveyard could be haunted. A battle or a fight or a skirmish or a murder took place in the graveyard. And then I believe that the graveyard could be haunted. But the big one, of course, is the fact that uh, how many of them were buried alive? Right. And the other interesting thing about it, too, is that, you know, the English, uh, you know, actually don't put, originally didn't put much credence in the value of a corpse because uh, during the, the realm of all the, the, the grave robbers, uh, it yeah. was not against the law to, to steal a body. Correct, sir. What the You're body what they right. were arrested for was either damaging the coffee or stealing personal items from the body. Correct. Yeah, it was, it was illegal to steal the shroud. Right. It was illegal to steal the clothes. And so basically what they did, obviously they... they and and the, the coffin, of course, must, mustn't be... Uh, so they used to send, a, 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 you know, usually a little lad. They used to dig a hole. Not, mm -hmm. not, they didn't dig the graveyard. Sorry, they didn't dig the, gra the coffin up. They just dug a small hole at the head, uh, sent a little boy down with a rope, smashed yep. the top of the coffin, and then pulled, hauled the, co the corpse up out of the grave. Uh, ooh, can you imagine the nightmares that little lad would have had? Um, and then, of course, they stripped it and put the shroud or the, or the clothes back in the coffin and filled it up and pinched the body because that was worth, funnily enough, worth a lot to, to the doctors. Right. Actually, Anything we have a caller right now, Richard, so why don't we put our oh, caller on the line? Great stuff. Yeah. Hey, Ron. Oh, uh, oh, Josh, how are you? Hey, how's it going? This is Josh Mantello from the uh, Berkshire Paranormal. He's actually coming over to uh, Andover tonight to uh, guest speak for my uh, Paranormal Discussion Group at the Circles of Wisdom. Wow. Yes, I am. And, and Josh, whether you know it or not, uh, Richard, has uh, begun this cool little system of rating orbs and light anomalies like they do EVPs in classes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I know. I say I'd, I'd like to know more because uh, for me the jury's out uh, on orbs. I, I, I'm one of those that just I just don't know. I just wish I did. So, Josh, what do you got to say? Josh? Yeah. Oh, looks like we're losing you, my friend. Oh. You know, and I thought I had a spot with um, good service, and then I lost We can it. hear you now. Oh, you can hear me now. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We can do a Verizon commercial on, it, uh, on our way through. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> did you, Josh, did you, did you hear what I said? That I'm one of these people oh. that uh, is sitting on the fence, you know, not yeah. sure. Yeah, um, I pretty much hopped over the fence. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't really believe in too many orbs anymore. Um, there, there is a few standards um, that, I'll, uh, that, I, that I've adopted that helps me kind of debate as to whether or not one is, um, has some of probability of being a spear or, or not. And mm. 
most of the time, you know, the people tell me, you know, what type of camera they were using and how they were using it, and I can usually tell them why it's not a ghost. But there's a few occasions where, you know, if you're not using a flash and you had a tripod on the, you know, and you're yeah. using it, then chances are that uh, you got yourself a pretty good picture. All right. I think we're going to lose him. I think he's got, like, uh, I know he's coming in from North Adams, which is a long way away from us, about two hours away from uh, Andover, and he will be uh, just speaking at the uh, paranormal discussion group tonight and talk about orbs, so that, that ought to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. Yeah, if anybody wants to go, by the way, I think call the circles. I'd love to. Wisdom, wisdom, call the circles of wisdom at 978-474-8010. That's 978-474-8010. And join in. I think we lost old Josh. Yep, he's gone. Okay. So, anyways, uh, that That's was. Uh, yeah, interesting. I, I'm interested in Rob's. Uh, I, I was been interviewed a couple of times, and uh, you know, everybody's got their own take on it. And of course they have. Of course they yeah, have. it. It's it's to me, it's almost like a religious thing with them. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, you, you are right. I mean, some people. Um, you know, it, it's it's they're all they're almost the new messiah. You know, to some people, they, you know, that's it. Orbs are everything that's paranormal, and and, and um, every time one appears, you know, if they're if they're around the Christmas tree, then it's grandma come back to be with the kids. You know, to see them open their presents. And uh, I, I I don't know, I don't know, Ron. I, I we don't know any. I don't know any of it. Um, I'm interested in them. Um, I've seen some. It, very interesting ones. And I, I, very quick, I, I, for some reason, and you, you know me, you know me very well now, you know I'm the most unpsychic person. Uh, oh, yeah. Probably on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> but I would still say that I am sensitive to the subject. Not a, not a sensitive person, but, but sensitive to the subject. Uh, but I do seem to get an awful lot of orbs mm -hmm. around me. And really? People, oh yeah, yeah. yeah always people are sending me, putting them on Facebook. You know, saying, "Look at this. Look at these orbs around you." And and they're rather very, very interesting. And I must post this. I must put this up on uh, on my web page because no one, no one's ever seen this. Um, I'm going back uh, 40, 43 years, long before people talked, or, as far as I know, talked about orbs. Right. Uh, and we're talking of of no digital cameras. We're talking of the old, what was it called, a box brownie sort of thing. And I've got a photograph of me as a, a fresh-faced 18-year-old lad in a karate club, um, just, just, just changing, just leaving to come, come out. And there's the biggest orb above my left shoulder. Really? Yeah. I would uh, love to see that. Do you, you ever send it, uh, yeah, post it on your I will. website? I'll I'll it. 43, 43 years ago, and there's an orb above my shoulder like a parrot. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, who knows? I can't say. But I do tend to get, and you say, a lot of people send me pictures and, you know, uh, when I'm at an event and we're doing a book signing or whatever we're doing and they, they, they're taking photographs and there's, there's orbs around. Uh, perhaps I'm always wearing a dusty jacket. I don't know. I don't know. Bathe once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. But uh, it is a very interesting story. But I say, that, that's one that defies... All of this business about, oh, it's all digital photography. It right. never happened before. But, you know, I've got one going back 43 years. Yeah, um, that's kind of cool. And, it, we, and we weren't on a paranormal investigation or anything. You know, I wasn't even... I just, I just finished. I just got changed. And I was just leaving the karate club. So, 
Who knows? Uh, we actually had a question. Well, I, I guess it was a comment in the uh, Parrots chat room. Uh, if you want to, yeah, any questions for us, by the way, you can certainly uh, join us in the Pararex or the uh, GojiNet chat room and uh, post your questions, or you can call in at 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. Uh, one of the uh, young ladies in the uh, Pararex chat room, they said, maybe the spirits are there visiting graves like they did when they were alive. Well. What a what a smashing idea! What a thought. In other words, you know. It, it, but the, oh, you see, the problem I have with that is yeah. if they're now if they're now in the spirit world themselves, mm-hmm. as as is the deceased person in the graveyard. Yeah. Uh, why should they bother to visit them there when they're when they're around and with them? On the well, same plane. Well, you, you are you are assuming. Okay, you are assuming that everybody goes to the same place. Well, uh, yeah. So if well, you, were, if you yeah. were at a place where, there's two things you can look at. First of all, if you were at a place where you, for instance, your mother was not there, yep. uh, you might still visit the grave. Okay, I agree with you. All right. So, and the other thing is maybe they were a residual haunting where it's more of a, uh, they probably went to the grave so many times that it's just imprinted. Yes, yes. Because yes, you got stone theory and all those stones in the cemetery, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good one. I tell you what, obviously, as you've just said, if anybody's out there and wants to, uh, um, you know, take part, I would love to know if anybody out there that's listening in has seen a ghost in the graveyard. And if you have, just call in and tell uh, me about it. In the actual know. graveyard? Yeah, uh, has anybody... How about, like, right outside? Does that count? Mm, uh, <laughs> no, it depends. it depends when the graveyard was once bigger. Uh, <laughs> was, yeah. No, in a graveyard, hovering around amongst the, grave, amongst the gravestones or coming out of a crypt. Now then, because that's what it's all about. That's the scariest, surely, for most people, the scariest place on earth to be in the dead of night in a graveyard. With a ghost. Come on, guys. Have you seen anything like that? Well, well, I, I, I was in the woods with you. That was pretty scary. That was dead scary. <laughs> oh, yes. I tell you what, there's not many people been touched up by a ghost of a Union soldier, is there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, Laura made a comment about the, the uh, me saying that you might not be anywhere, anywhere or someplace, depending where you go. She says, yeah. who says you go anywhere? We just don't have bodies anymore. So if, if that's the case, then we're sharing the same space, uh, the living and the dead, and I really don't believe that. I believe it's, it's different, uh, different realms altogether. But, uh, you know, it's, we really don't know until we, uh, no, we die. Don't. So it's a good... No. It's a good. Uh, it's a very interesting one. Yeah. Very, I mean, I, I, I wonder about, you know, different dimensions all within, all on the same plane. Uh, hence the fact that every now and then you see, you see you get a glimpse uh, or a split, or a break in a dimension, or a frequency uh, that we see into a parallel world, and what do we call it? A ghost, <clears throat> perhaps. And, and actually, one of the girls in the uh, the Parrax chat room said she's taken thousands of photos in the cemetery. Uh, cemetery photographer, I guess that's what she is. Oh right. How do you become a cemetery photographer? Oh, whatever. I anyway, and never so much as one up. So there you go. 
No, that's right. But then again, you see, see, you see, see they want to hold that tight because we got to take a break right now. So take a deep breath. We'll be right back at the following messages on Pararex and Kojinet and Ghost Channel and beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Hi, this is Cece the Huntress, and I'm going to be the guest speaker for New England Ghost Project with their events. Food and Spirits held at the Wyndham Restaurant in Wyndham, New Hampshire, June 21st, 7 o'clock. You must purchase your ticket online at www.neghostproject.com. Hey, I'll see you there. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on uh, TojiNet, Ghost Channel, Pararex, and beyond. Anybody wants to join us, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or join us live in the TojiNet or the Pararex chat room. Uh, one interesting thing about cemeteries, Richard, is that yes. it seems to be a dead zone as far as electronic equipment. There, I, I know many, 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 many instances where uh, batteries and uh, cell phones oh, don't yeah. work in a cemetery. Yeah, yes, I, 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 I agree with you. Um, but I, I, it's not something that I've sort of, I say, experienced. Because, again, um, have you done uh, um, investigations in cemeteries? I'm not a big cemetery person. I really don't do very much. No. That. No. But, I mean, is, is that when you, you, you've heard, you heard of or experienced batteries draining and that sort of stuff? Yeah. You know, in, in cemeteries, personally, yes. The, the few times I have gone, yes, we've mm. had some problems. Uh, but I've heard from other people as well, so. It's an interesting one. Interesting one. Um, but again, I just think that what you need to do is look at, look at the history of the graveyard. Uh, the other one, of course, is, is the fact that there's this phrase that I, I, well, very old phrase called laid to rest. Uh, uh, and of course, you know, people that are buried in a graveyard expect to stay there. Uh, you disturb their bodies. After a hundred years, a, a big digger comes along and, digs up your body and disturbs you and mashes up the coffin and, you know, then, then, then that all of a sudden means you're not at rest anymore. And so that may mean that you're, you rise from the grave. And you're, you know, it's, it's a bit like a bird being kicked out of its nest. <laughs> right. It still flies, it still flies around, doesn't it, in the same area, wanting to come back to it. Right. Uh, I mean, I know, I know a lot of houses that are haunted on the outskirts of cemeteries. Yeah, you see, again, what, what was the cemetery once bigger? Oh, yeah, I mean, prime examples of, you know, so many things to talk of, of um, you know, people, houses being built on um, Native American um, 
burial grounds. That's right, but also in in the in the United States, if you were non Christian, you you couldn't be buried in hallowed ground, so you were buried outside the walls of the cemetery. Correct. In unmarked yeah. graves. That's right. In unmarked graves, no closure, as you call it over there, mm-hmm. laid to rest. You know, uh, and and of course, remember, everybody expected six foot of earth, uh, a gravestone, a Christian burial service, or or a burial service of of whatever denomination or whatever you want to call it that you were at the time uh, and you expected to stay there um, and of course you expected to be buried whole um, that's as you've just said non-Christian people were not allowed to be buried in graveyards suicides uh, as you probably know were, were, were not allowed to be buried in consecrated ground in a graveyard they were always buried I, I believe it's the same in America as it was in England they were buried at the crossroads um, right. with a wooden stake hammered through their heart. And do you, you know why they were buried at the crossroads? Yeah, to confuse them. When they're, when their tormented soul, they're, they're not at rest soul, rose from the grave, if they were buried at the crossroads, they would be confused and not know which way to go and wouldn't bother anybody in the village. Right. Actually, some gallows are built on crossroads as well. Yeah, they are. That's right. Yeah. And they also used to gibbet people. Gibbet? That's the word I was looking for and I could never remember it. Uh, really? Yeah. Why don't you expla- explain high. that to? That's kind of more of an English thing. Why don't you explain that to our American listening audience? Oh, I will. I will. I will. Um, uh, but can, I'll give you a little bit of the history of it first, which okay. again is all to do all to do with ghosts. Um, you, in 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 England and of course in America, you could be hanged for a lot of different crimes, uh, including stealing a sheep uh, and also murder. And so they had to differentiate between uh, the punishment for a murderer. And, and a person who stole, stole a few rabbits uh, to keep his family alive a little longer. So in 1752, we passed the Murder Act, which stated that no murderer was allowed to be buried. That meant no, no at rest, no closure. But not only were they not allowed to be buried, but they were also, after hanging, either publicly dissected in the old Shire Hall, that's the body carved up, just as the body snatchers used to do afterwards, or gibbeted. And that meant that they tarred your body after you were dead and put you in a metal cage and hung you 30 feet high on a post, on a gibbet post, which was a bit like a gallows post, with the um, hung between heaven and earth with the beasts of the air pecking at your flesh and pecking out your eyes. And they left you there until you rotted away. And there were two reasons they did it. One was so that the body was not buried, Number two, that the body would not be whole, because obviously it would fall to pieces and be pecked away and eaten by the, the beasts of the air, the birds. Uh, and of course, you wouldn't have any closure. Mm-hmm. Your body wouldn't be whole, and so on the day of resurrection and all of that, if the body wasn't whole, the spirit wasn't whole, and you'd go to hell. And of course, that's why a lot of these ghosts, if you like, of people that are, didn't get closure are still haunting. But we did it a lot in England. We'd, uh, uh, the crossroads the, um, in, in London and all over the place were, were dotted with rotting bodies uh, that were left there for years. Um, hideous, hideous sights and the stench, the smell. Uh, you know, highwaymen were also often uh, gibbeted. Um, it's a warning. That was the other. You know how if a farmer shoots a crow, he, he often ties it up and hangs it, hangs it up in a tree. And that's to warn the other crows, you know, if you come here, that's what's going to happen to you. And that was the other reason why we did it. We displayed the bodies 
of murderers in cages so people would it would deter them from committing a murder. Yeah. Yucky stuff, but that's, you know, but I don't know whether you did it over there. No, we don't. We really didn't do that. We're much more civilized over here. I'm sorry. Well, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it was it, you know what? in we, England. We, we actually have a, all right, go ahead. Well, you, go ahead on that. You still have something else to say on that, right? Oh, well, yeah, I, you know me, I've always got tons to say. No, I was just going to say that, because that, you, you, the other week, you know, I did, we did the show from Derby Jail. Right. Um, and, well, what the the last time in in that in Derby or in Derbyshire that we actually gibbeted a fella uh, was in 1815. He was a murderer. He murdered the toll keeper uh, in in a village, and they they hung him up in 18. After they, they hanged him, he was mm-hmm. dead. Then tarred his body, put him in a metal cage, and hung him up near the scene of the crime in 1815. And they didn't take him down till 1826. Ouch. Yeah. He was there for 11 years, and his, uh, obviously his body, well, you know. Yeah, but it not have been good for his complexion, I know that. It wasn't very good for his complexion, especially after they tarred the body. Mm. But people used to visit, they used to, people used to come and, you know, it, was, it became a tourist attraction. Um, people, used, people used to hold sermons. Um, the local priest would hold a sermon underneath, underneath the rotting body of Anthony Lingard. Um, wow. But this is, you know, we were we were very ghoulish people, uh, and again, we we believe that his ghost is one of the one of the ghosts that still haunts Derby Jail because of the nature of his death and because of the fact that he believed his body should have been buried whole, but he wasn't allowed. Oh, and the other thing we did with the, with the murder, of course, they were also denied the last rites in prison before oh, execution. Right, right. And again, right. that was the whole idea of that was to send them to hell. And they knew it before they died. Now, we actually, have a, couple, we actually have a cu- couple of comments about graveyards again for, in the uh, Pararex chat room. And uh, the, the woman there says she takes all the photographs. Uh, she said that she'd never seen any, um, got any orbs in the photographs, but there are times when she's gotten, like, real lightheaded and her stomach act up, like, so she knows that that is a sign that there is oh. something there. So a physical manifestation. And and another one, uh, Karen, I think her name is, uh, she said that although she didn't see any ghosts in the cemetery, uh, she did hear voices while she was placing flowers in the grave. So it's another... uh, Yeah, because you see, that's a mistake that, funny enough, even I fell into just by by saying, you know, has anybody seen a ghost in a graveyard? Mm -hmm. Remember, you don't have to see it. You can hear it, feel it, sense it, and smell it. Right. Um, That's an interesting one, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, somebody else pointed out that they put slabs in some of the graves so that people wouldn't rise from the dead. Mm. And that's, that's true. That, that, that's true in a lot of cases. Yes, indeed, it is very true. Um, they um, two things: um, the suicide, um, which uh, the amazing thing is, I don't know whether you know this, but you know, if uh, attempt attempted suicide was punishable by death. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's so, if you, so. If you if you tried tried to commit suicide and you weren't successful, then they would hang you. <laughs> so this is kind of uh, cool. Like you could you know instead of killing yourself, you're gonna you just kind of like maim yourself, and then they <laughs> kill you, fire you, and then you're off the hook, so you can go to heaven. That works. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. So that's number one. Um, and so you were you were buried at the crossroads. A wooden stake was hammered 
through the heart, which is where your Dracula um, stuff comes from, uh, and that was to hold you into the ground. But then, as this lady, they also placed a large flat stone over the face in the coffin. Big, heavy stone. And again, as, as that lady just said, that was to, 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 to try and stop the, uh, the, raise, the rising from, from the grave. But the other thing they did, I don't know whether you did it in, um, in America, certainly in, in places like Salem, um, we also used to have witch cages. That when, when, when the witch was buried, and remember that most of the witches were not allowed again to be buried in consecrated ground. They were buried right. outside the churchyard. But they then, the, the local blacksmith would, would fit a cage, a, a metal cage, um, over the grave to stop the witch from rising. Hmm. Which I actually have a story about that, uh, but right now we have Josh back on the line. He's, Josh, you there? Oh, great. Hello again. Uh, I hope you're in a better reception area now. <laughs> I, think, I think I've made it back into um, some civilized areas of, of Massachusetts, so I think I, I'm going <laughs> to be able to say you know, it's, it's funny is is that we one we had someone in the uh, Parax chat room. I, I believe it was, ooh, I can't remember her name. Cece, I think, uh, the ceiling cat. But uh, she's taken thousands, thousands of pictures in cemeteries, and she never got any orbs in them. So I thought that was kind of unusual. Well, it, it all depends on what type of you know what what you're using for a camera and how you're using it. Um, you know, a lot of these orbs people are capturing, they don't realize it's just, you know, small specks of dust, you know, that are two or three inches, you know, in front of the camera, and the uh, the, the flash is just reflecting off of it. People don't really realize that. Um, you know, if she's in the cemetery, and if she's, you know, if she's taking thousands of pictures, you know, maybe, you know, if she's got a higher-end camera, and she's using it, you know, properly to take real nice, high-end pictures, quality pictures... She's not going to be using a flash. She's not going to capture any fake orbs. Right. Mm. I know, mm. know Laura believes that. She believes the better camera have the less chance you're going to have an orb. But actually, yeah. speaking of cemetery, Josh's, I, I remember you had an incident at a cemetery. In fact, pretty much where you guys are driving right now. Yeah, but actually, I did drive by a little while ago. I pointed out, and the, the kids in the back seat with me didn't want to stop. Yeah. So you want you want to re relay that for me? I I, I found that uh, interesting. That was that was a great story. Oh, actually, I was I was coming back from where I'm going now. I was um, coming. Uh, I was driving back from uh, your neck of the woods again. I think we just spoke at one of the conferences you held uh, out here on the eastern part of the state. And uh, myself and one of my team members at the time were driving along the, the Mohawk Trail, and you know, it wooded, you know, small town country road. Um, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm looking, you know, these nice, you know, these little cemeteries that just dot the side of the road, and I go, we should stop in one of these. And so the next one that comes along, we just, we stop, we get out, now, you know, we were at the, the paranormal conference there, I think it was Revelation, and I get out, and I go, oh, I got some of my equipment with me, I, I was grabbing a cell sensor, I think, and a digital recorder, and the uh, the guy that was with me, he had already gotten out of the car, and I had just opened the door and and put my my foot onto the road to start stepping out of the car, and he comes running back into the car, 
Get in the car, get in the car, go, 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 let's go, get out of here, run. I'm like, okay, I didn't question him, and I shut my door, and I took off, and I was like, well, what is it? What's going on? And he goes, you didn't see that, and I, I didn't know, I, was, I didn't even get out of the car. And he said he had seen this almost, like, white, glowing apparition just making its way through all the headstones, like, fast, as it was running, coming right towards us, and it scared the hell out of him, and he, you know told me to go, and I went, and so I was like, well, why did you just tell me to leave? I, you know, I, um, I want to, you know, I, I want to go back, so we, um, I turned the car around and go back, you know, with him telling me not to, and the, uh, <laughs> we go back and nothing happened. Josh? I'm yeah, still here. So, I mean, it's not it. I mean, what was it? What was it? It's me. Um, we went back uh, probably a month or two later. We found a full moon. We had a nice full moon night, so we went back and uh, walked around with our equipment, and it was weird. We didn't see any apparition or, or nothing like that glowing again. But the whole time we were there, we just, you know, we had that uneasy feeling like something was watching us from off in the distance. You know, whatever it was, wasn't there. Um, but I did capture probably the best EVP I ever captured in there that night. Uh, we're going through the headstones, and and the investigator that was with me is a Mason, and I and I'm a Freemason, and I'm looking at the uh, the headstones, and I see um, one that had a, had a square and compass on it, yeah. and I, I look and I go, hey, this guy's a this 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 guy's a Mason. And I go, actually, he's a past master. And, you know, the, the symbolism on the headstone, you know, symbolized that he was a past master. I, just, I was just walking around with a recorder in my hand. And as I say that, when I play it back, I go, hey, look, this guy's a past master. Right over the recording, and, and as loud and as enthusiastic of a voice as possible, you just hear somebody go, yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't me that said it, and it wasn't Greg that was with me who said it, because he wouldn't... There's no need for him to say that enthusiastic. It's just, it seems like the guy was there with us around the headstone, and when I recognized, you know, that he was a fellow brother, he was enthusiastically announcing that, yeah, he was. That's hmm. good. That's a nice one. I'd like to hear that. I really would. Sounds yeah, good. I have to um, send a copy off the rat. Yeah, 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 please. Please, that's really quite good, because I used to be a Freemason as well many years ago, so... Very interesting that. Um, but I tell you what, you were saying about um, you know photography and, and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I did a um, oh uh, conference um, in, in Edinburgh about two years ago, and uh, a lady said to me at the end of the you know, evening, "What's your take on orbs?" And before I got a word out, there was a guy sat at the back, stood up, and he said, "Let me tell you, chaps." He said, "I'm a professional photographer. Buy yourself a decent camera. Get yourself a decent." Lens, and you'll never see another orb. And and that's and that's it. Because with a decent camera, uh, you're not going to need to use the flash as much. Mm. And once you um, alleviate the flash, you're going to see that the amount of orbs you have um, go down by ninety ninety five percent or more. There you are. And what yeah. orbs you do have, you're going to want to say now that might be a ghost because if you're not using a flash and you have a long lens in front of that, in, in front of what flash you are using, and yes. basically, like you said, you buy a good um, a good lens. A lot of these good yeah. lenses will come with a hood, 
that kind of covers yeah. over it so the flash doesn't flare in front of it, you're not going to get these typical kind of transparent <laughs> little orbs that um, that form in the picture. So what you do get, it might be something you're going to look I think we're losing you, Josh. What? He's going into another backwater. Going to another uh, realm, I think. <laughs> well, Josh, I, I I think we lost you. No, I'm still here. Oh, okay, there oh, you go. Great. Uh, hey, you know, it's interesting, spot. though. I mean, we talk about orbs and everything, but not all light anomaly anomalies can be, you know, classified as orbs. I mean, I've seen uh, light anomalies with my naked eye. Can I say naked on you? Uh, <laughs> you just did. With my naked eye, and I've actually chased them and got, uh, you know, like EMF readings to, to go along with it. In fact, one of them was at the Hooten Mansion. We went up to that room where you got that cool picture in the window, uh, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yep. I remember that night, actually. I was, uh, you were wondering what you were doing right away because nobody yet, or like, why is, you know, you're kind of crawling around on your hands and knees and, yep. You're, you're like, oh, what, how, what's Ron doing? And next thing you know, oh, you said he was, you were chasing an orb around. Yeah, it was. I could actually see it, and not only could see it, but I was getting uh, sporadic EMF readings as well. So right. I had the two, the correlations of my visual uh, sighting, as well as uh, the EMF from my meter. So right, yeah. So anyway, uh, I look forward to seeing you tonight, Josh. I'm going to let you go because I know that uh, are you pull over. Or are you driving? I'm driving. I'm I'm kind of on a pretty long stretch here before I have to turn off, so... All right, okay, well, hold on to you then. But, uh, I mean, so how did you ever come up with a, a system of uh, actually, you know, classifying OVs? I mean, why would you even think of it to start with? That's a, I always thought that, found that interesting. Well, I knew... It, when I first got into the field, it was, you know, there was all the classifications for EVP. You know, and EVP is this. This is a class A EVP. This is a class B EVP. You know, and there was just kind of an absence of anything like that for photography. And, you know, and I also thought there's a very kind of a big absence of any kind of standard with it. And it was just like anybody with a camera can take a picture and, and anything can happen in it and it would make it a ghost. And, where EVP, you know, the field EVP had really kind of set up a, a somewhat of a standard whether people chose to follow it or not. So, and I just sat down and I said, well, this is what they're doing in the EVP world. I mean, this wasn't a stroke of genius on, by any chance. I, I saw what they did and I just more or less copied it and, and adopted it to um, the, the photography field, you know, the best way it would fit. I think it's a good idea. I really do. I think. Uh, I mean, so I mean, have you have you seen anomalies or whatever we want to call them on your camera uh, that you genuinely can't explain? That there is a possibility that it could be. Um, I don't know. What should we call it? Very call it few. Ghost, um, I mean, I've, the amount of pictures I've been ta I've taken over the years on yeah. any investigation, you know, in the right. In, Tens, twenty thousand, yes. Um, and I could probably count on two hands how many I can't explain. So, yes. and now that doesn't mean that there's not more that I think might be paranormal related. 
You know, mm. there are some pictures where I can say, you know, this here can be explained by this cause. Yes. But yeah. at the same time, there was something else kind of going on that makes me think that maybe it wasn't created by a natural cause. And that's yes. where kind of the classification system falls into play, where a class B is where, all right, I could recreate that, and there's a legitimate reason on how that could happen. But, boy, you know, that was a really spooky moment, and, you know, somebody was seeing something at the same time. So maybe it is paranormal. Yeah. yeah. But I can't, you know, rule it out at the same time. Understand, yeah. So you do think that, as you said, you like me, you, you're, you've actually crossed over the fence, but but you, although you've crossed over the fence, you are still actually looking looking back at the same time rather than, than just staying on the other side of the fence, I presume. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am sure that there are some orbs that are paranormal. They're just a lot more fewer than we most people would like to think. I think they're... Absolutely right. You know, a lot more of that are just common causes, you know, from dust, pollen, moisture, rain, snow, you know, any small particle in the air, you know, will, will cause it. Yes, of course. It, but then again, it, it's very much like the paranormal or, or, or like ghosts, you know. Um, you've got to look at the normal things first. In other words, eight out of ten ghosts can be explained. Um, right. But okay. not all of them. And it's the same with orbs, isn't it? But, right. but you do believe then, Josh, you do believe that the that that some orbs a small percentage of some orbs could actually be for want of a better word, paranormal. Right, given under the under you know, the proper circumstances. Because I think, you know, the concept of what an orb is, supposedly, is is very um very valid. Um it's hmm. spherical in shape. You know, energy if it was visible holds spherical shape and that, you know, supposedly these orbs are the captured essence of energy, whether it's spirit or not, it's paranormal, uh, a weird energy ball that maybe emitting yes. uh, a, some sort of light that the camera's capturing. The essence of it is very possible, I think, and falls in the realm of the paranormal. I just think that the conditions for them to be actually photographed are a lot fewer than what you're getting yes. with um, most of these pictures people are taking. Yeah, like snowstorms. Fantastic. But, Fascinating. Absolutely. But, I mean, if, for instance, though, let, let's say you do get an orb in your, in your photograph, but, and you also get an EVP at the same time. Would you look at that orb any differently? I would probably, you know, I would have to see, you know, maybe the way it looks. Was there a lot more in other pictures prior to it, or was that the only one? You took 300 pictures that night, and that was the only one with an orb in it. Uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it a second look and maybe, you know, try and analyze it a little bit more than just throwing it away real quick. Mm. What about the structure of an orb? You know, because obviously people have talked talk of different colored ones, of red ones, of blue ones, of the, uh, that they seem, you know, lots of orbs I've seen, you know, they seem to have some form of molecular structure. But yeah, th does a dust particle have a molecular structure? It's not so much that as a molecular structure. It's, it's more of just it's out of focus, and anything out of focus can is going to look like that. Um, the way I kind of like to right. demonstrate it is, you know, take your finger and put it, you know, about two inches in front of your eye, but keep your eyes focused, you know, across the room, and yeah. your eyes are going to look distorted and transparent. Or I mean, your your finger in front of your yeah, you're right. Doing it now. Look, 
transparent and distorted and, and, and like that. So yeah. it's kind of the same concept. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all down to focus and, and whatever. Right. Like it, it, more of it is at focus. But, you know, it, like I said, it, it's hard to... <sighs> so many people... Obs means so many things to them. Like I said, it's yes. almost like a religion. They will swear that that's their uncle, their grandfather, yeah. their, uh, you know, whoever. Yeah. Because it, 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 I don't know, it's it's just so weird because there's so much more it, of it. I think that's fine if they do believe it. Um, chap came, funnily enough, when I was last in America, no, not when I was on the Queen Mary, this guy brought me the, the pictures of the of this the orb that he saw, and he genuinely believed that it was his, 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 his dead father. And I said, look, this is great, this is wonderful for you. If you, if you believe it is, if you want to believe it is, then go ahead, and, and it's great right. for you, and it's not up to me to tell you that it's not. And, and it's exactly. a bit like a, a medium saying, I'm in touch with your dead your dead mother, and she says everything's great, and she still loves you, and she's waiting to see you. You know, it, 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 if they want to believe it, fine. I, I, and if it helps them through a bad period, then I think it's great. Josh, I'm going to have to uh, let you go because we're just about out of time. So I'll see you later on tonight. And I want you to All right. And I look forward to seeing you again. All nice right, talking to you, Josh. Then. Yep, bye. Bye. Talk to you. Once again, he'll be at the uh, Circles of Wisdom this evening at my Paranormal Study Group, and he'll be doing a presentation on... Uh, his system of reading orbs, which is kind of neat, something different. And I'll be there in spirit. Uh, can't you astral project or something? Uh, on, hang on a minute, I'll try very hard, see what I can do. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, you know, oh. uh, while Josh was on the phone, there was a little conversation came up in the Perex chat room about uh, oh. bathrooms and hauntings. Bathrooms? In hauntings. Oh, well, <laughs> we, listen... We, got, we haven't got time now, have we? No, we don't. We don't. We'll have oh, to get listen. back into that. But, Take you know it what? forward next week. It's, uh, you know, they just uh, they said that it's not a good thing. You know what I mean? It's just bad karma that somebody should haunt the bathroom. Mm, but listen, I'm, I'm thinking of doing a book called Toilet Ghost. I know. It'd be great. It would. Anyways, we're just out of time. But uh, one thing I did want to mention is that uh, I, I know one case that we that we were investigating where there was one of the spirit was supposed to be a pervert and actually uh, looked in on uh, the mother in the house when she showered. There you are. So why not again? You know, if you, whatever you are in this life, I believe that you take your ego with you uh, when you go and yeah. Oh dear. Beware folks. <laughs> but anyway, so wear, your, wear your swimming costume in the shower. Just evidently, uh, Richard, uh, you give out your new website once again? Yes, indeed. It's www.richardfelix.co.uk, and I will put that picture um, on of, of me uh, with the orb uh, hovering above me in the karate club. I, I would think, love to see that. I mean, and also, you, you definitely have to get your uh, webmaster to link up with ours. Uh, we, we must do that, Ron. We will do that. I, I, will, I promise you. But next week we have, Dr. we have Dr. Karen O'Keefe from Most Haunted, a parapsychologist who actually teaches uh, paranormal CSI. So until then, time to wrap it up. Good night, Talk to you guys. Bye-bye. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 